right, welcome once again to another segment of Sports Therapy with F.H. Jr. I am your host. Now, let's go over the rules for the rule breakers. Sports therapy is sports entertainment only. We do not give medical advice. This is just sports entertainment, sports entertainment only. Although I have and I am a certified counselor, please do not call me doctor. I have not earned that right yet today's show is brought to you by crown royal yes that is my drink a little bit more about the show call us you will have two minutes to call and you can either rip rant laugh or kick some knowledge about all things nfl related now on sports therapy with fa jr we don't talk about politics i don't give a fat rat's butt what the Democrats are doing, nor do I care what the Republicans are doing. But I will tell everybody, go out and exercise your right to vote. Now, we don't talk race relations, nor do we talk sexual orientation. All are welcome. Everybody is in, is entitled to their own opinion. Sports Therapy with F.A. Jr. is streamed live on YouTube and Facebook. So if you are web searching and you just trying to figure out what the hell am I listening to, you are listening to Sports Therapy with F.H. Jr. Now, this is week eight. Week eight in the NFL. Now, keep in mind, if you call in, you can talk about a specific event, i.e. bad call, bad popcorn, bad parking space. Yeah, the person you sit behind, you sit by you in the stadium stink or whatever, even if you're in your own living room. Uh, we don't find shame on, we don't find shame on Sports Therapy with F.H. Jr., now, although I might get off the sidelines and kind of partake in your conversation, but keep in mind that uh, it is what it is. Now, this is week eight. Week eight. You know, I, I normally open up the show and say, you know what, this week was wild and woolly and all that good stuff. But you know what? I was prepared to get in my own my own seat because my commanders had me on the ropes for a while. But they pulled it out. That's right. Now, there were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of excitement. Anytime you're watching uh, the NFL games, I don't care if you're with your friends, family, even by yourself. It's just excitement on top of excitement. Normally, um, you know, normally I go to, like I said, man, my, my little hangout is uh, um, Buffalo Wild Wing. I go there and I get down with all my rowdy friends and all that. But uh, it is what it is. So I hold on. Let's take our first call. How about that? Sports therapy with F.A. Junior. Sports therapy with F.A. Junior. Sports therapy with F.A. Junior. Okay, I see. We're going to start off with some technical difficulties. Let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. Sports there with F.A. Jr. Hello. Let's try it again. Sports therapy. Hello. Hold on, Carl. Try something different. Hold on there, Carla. Let's see here. 
Sports Therapy with F.A. Jr. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Is it Jay once again? Yes, it is. Ah, uh, Jay Grand Prairie. Jay, now nah, you should be just uh, on cloud nine. Tell me about. Damn, <laughs> good old Andy was in there playing good, looking good. <laughs> Made a few good stops. Now, uh, Jay, I always ask my. Uh, well, I try to get around to asking all my uh, my callers uh, about your game meal. What was your game meal for the day? High wings. Hey, you can't go wrong with some high wings. So now let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. So who did your Saints take on today? I think it was. Uh, did you? Did you guys take on the Raiders? But yeah, we took on the Raiders. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I see you all happy because normally you call in, you talk about man, we ain't playing no defense. Da 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 da. da so. So what's up? Are you here to rant, rip, or kick some knives? No, I'm here to celebrate. <laughs> I'm here to celebrate. The floor is yours. There was, a, I think that was a good game. We got some good stops in today. Um, and like I said, Andy was looking good. Uh, we could do a little better, but hey, a win is a win, so that's what it is. Hey, now you all went out. On your shield now, we talking about, I believe the final score was 24 to, to nothing. <laughs> now, right. Now, you know, I always ask this question because, you know, I only do it to tease you, Jay, for real, because um, earlier this week, they made an announcement in, uh, in Who That Land that you guys are going to go with the Red Rifle for the rest of uh, the season. So regardless of how Jameis is feeling, you guys are going to go with um, with Andy, Andy Dalton. And, and, and the reason behind it, I believe, is because um, he gives the offense a um, a better chance at winning. It's almost like uh, the offense is more suited for his style. And, and uh, so that's what I was hearing. Now, you and the Who That family, so how you feel about that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus, we, we, we get a type from out there. See, he seems to also fit better with with Andy's out there, so I like that. Because I know one, I know one particular play I was watching. It was right before uh, halftime. Because what I've noticed about the Saints that the Saints have always came out the block uh, like gun with guns blazing, and then for some reason. Uh, the defense seemed to let you guys down, but the defense didn't today. Y'all held on. Y'all look good from beginning to end. And uh, hey, how about that? Who that said they gonna yeah, beat them? Yeah, we did way, way better, way better than last time. I don't know what was going on last time, but we did better than last time. But it's working out. <laughs> Keep Andy in the game because it's working out. Keep Andy in the game. Keep in the game. So now you all gonna allow James to even attend the games? <laughs> he not gonna be able to play. It comes to the game. It comes to the game. <laughs> keep Andy in the game. Yeah, the red rifle, the red rifle, the who that nation. Now I'm uh, I gotta tell people, Jay, I don't just uh get out of bed and wing this show. 
because I actually do some research. Now, I believe that the Saints, your Saints, are only, um, I think you guys are only like a game or two out of out of uh, first place because you got other teams taking care of business for you. Uh, the Ravens took care of uh, earlier this week, which was on Thursday Night Football. The Ravens took care of Tampa Bay. And uh, <laughs> and Tampa's having some problems. You know, TV, uh, I know you feel sorry for TV Tom. He, he's going through a divorce and why he wanted to retire and all that. So, I, <laughs> so uh, and the Carolina Panthers are having a going out of business sale. They're selling their players off left and right. So the Saints are, you know, the the uh, the, the the division is still uh, it's still within reach. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what are you guys going to do by Michael Thomas? We can go to the next question. <laughs> because when he's out there, when he's out there, he's making a difference. So um, I don't know if it's if it's because he don't want to be on the team anymore, or now it could be injuries. Because to me, he strikes me as the type of player that just he likes playing. So I don't know. Yeah, he likes playing. I think it's just injuries. He he gets injured a lot. Well, I mean, you know. Hey, maybe maybe this ain't his year. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> but Kamara doing a good, so we good. Now, are you guys prepared to possibly lose Kamara? Because remember, this summer, I think he was in Vegas and he got into this fight with uh, him and some of his homies. Uh, they uh, and I ain't you know, allegedly because you know in this business we have to say allegedly. So he allegedly they beat up some guy um, at a hotel getting off the elevator or whatever. Now I know there's video of this. So I know that, that, uh, there's, I know that the person is suing him, but I know that the, the league is getting ready to come down with some punishment too. So there could be some possible suspensions coming down the pipe for, um, for Kamara. So are you guys prepared for that? I mean, that's going to hurt, but I, I think we'll be all right. So now tell me. Will, go ahead. I mean, that, that'll hurt, but I, I, I think it could be all right. It'll be all right. Now, one thing I've noticed. I ain't looking for it. But you're preparing for it. Yeah. Now, one thing that I've noticed is that with, um, with Andy as quarterback, Andy Dalton as quarterback, the Saints are – the Saints can uh, go back to playing the old system, you know, where uh, getting Taysom Hill involved. Because I saw there was one particular play where he came in playing his uh, usual, usual position, which is all everywhere. Uh, one minute he came in as a uh, uh, play the quarterback position for a second. Then they slid him out to tight end. Then they slid him out to uh, a wide receiver. And he was in the backfield for a second. And I think Andy gives him um it gives the coaches more more options to, to do more, if that makes sense. Yeah. But now, you know, we've been ragging you guys defense for a while, but I will tell you, um there was this was early in, right before halftime, Tyron Matthew, better known as uh I think was what is his nickname, the Honey Badger. 
he made a key interception on defense. And and to me, that was just about like I was telling you, what I have noticed with the Saints is that they, you know, you guys get off real early, get off and and you're scoring because I think the Saints was up 14 to nothing. And it looked as though um uh, Vegas was getting ready to make a run. The Raiders were going to make a run. And then all of a sudden, there was a key interception by the, the Honey Badger, and that just kind of put that momentum back in the hands of uh, the Who That the Who That Nation. So it was all good. It was all, it was all yeah. good. You should be back flipping and, and, and karate chopping and whatever y'all do that in Who That. Do all this, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, sir. That was a good, good, good quality win. That was a good quality win. Well, Jay, we thank you for calling, and uh, good luck with good luck with your trick or treating if that's what you're gonna be doing tomorrow night. <laughs> but, yes, but uh, hey, appreciate you calling. Okay, hey, give me give me that call one time. Give me that same call. How y'all say it? Who that? Go, who this today gonna be from? <laughs> who that? Who that nation? All right, Jay, appreciate the call. All right. Crown Royal Blended Canadian Whiskey Patient Fit for a King Expert, Expertly blended since 1939 Now, after a long hard day of crime fighting Man, I reach for a bottle of Crown And you know what I say? I say Crown me, baby Crown Royal Drink Crown Royal responsibly Every time <laughs> That is my drink all right, let's see what we got it coming up here. Oh, hold on. Sports therapy with F.A. Junior. What's going on, buddy? Ah, <laughs> Chris, the Cowboy fan. What say ye, Chris? Well, you know, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty good Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. So what was your game here, Chris? Hey, you know what? Um, you know, last week we talked about how I wanted to see our offense kind of support our defense and, and step up a little bit more. And man, I, I, I swear they're listening to your show. That that offense was balanced today. It was it was pretty even kill. And, and we, you know, there was times when Chicago kind of stepped up, but we owned that field tonight. I really feel like we did. You know what? And 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 uh, and you know, I am a Commander fan from head to toe. But you know I'm objective when it comes to to other teams. <laughs> okay, I may not be all the way objective, but I tell you what, Chris. Um, I from a Cowboys fans' perspective, if I could, if I could, if I could put myself in some Cowboy fans' boots, you guys look pretty good today. You, you, you did because who's the guy? Who's the rookie that you guys bought up? What's his name? Uh, for uh, uh, took oh, uh, Zeke's place for a minute. Was the kid? Well, I, I think his last name was Davis. But anyway, yes, I didn't see a drop off in the offense. In fact, Dak looked a lot. Dak looked a lot better. 
Dak look like he uh, he got stronger. Um, they also look like uh, they they were running like this more explosive, more balanced between pass and and run offense, and he was able to keep a good mixture of both. And I mean that first drive, he, I don't know what else you can say other than I mean they dominated that. Just went down the field with a hefty balance, got their receivers in uh, in the game early with uh, Gallup, and that was beautiful. I mean it was just a little di- you know dispass, but it got Gallup involved, and everybody started to step up. And I was worried that we were going to stumble without Zeke in there, but, you know, he throws a lot of good blocks in the backfield, but I don't really feel like we missed Zeke tonight. I mean, just going to go out there and say that I think Tony Pollard stepped up big for us tonight. I'll tell you what, man. I have to go back and, and reevaluate what I've been thinking about Tony Pollard. Now, I don't think he's an every down back, but, but – I don't think the Cowboys need an expensive um, running back like what now. You know, I, I'm not hating on, on Zeke's money. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, I tell everybody, hey, get your money. But I just think that when you when they brought the rookie in and, and the way the offensive coordinator coordinated the game and called that game with a good mixture of when to get Pollard involved, when to get um, the offense. And you know what? I'll tell you who really showed up. And, and and I think he's always been there. But I think that 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 um, they were very symp- sympathetical. You know, that you, you said a big word I use? Between Dak and the the tight end. Because that, that was always one of his safety blankets. And, man, he came through. Dallas runs a, a very – I mean, it, it's very balanced, but they, they do – they rely heavily on their tight end. So Dalton Schultz coming through the way he did today was, was beautiful, and especially what two weeks ago he had that, that knee strain uh, that kept him out. But, um, yeah, Dallas, uh, Dallas has always been great with um, the quarterback and tight end just being, I don't know, like in each other's heads at all times. It's, it's always been a safety blanket for us to use that tight end, and it's nice to see Dalton Schultz kind of coming into his own with that. Yeah, but see, when you got – those running, those uh, receivers that comes through and clear out that middle because you got to run with those guys. You know, you got uh, um, you know, those guys coming through that, clearing that out, and it just, it just makes the perfect, um, just, just, just a perfect route for the the uh, tight end to come right in there and sit in that space and boom, you know. Absolutely. And the Bears just did not make an adjustment until maybe halftime. And, it, you know, they didn't make an adjustment like the Cowboys. I'm like, hey, they're pretty much running the same play, guys. You know, boom. But it was not broke, you know. Don't fix it. Don't. Yeah, and Chicago's still relying heavily on, on fields. You know, it's it's, it's that's going to be their offense. Now, don't get me wrong. He ran up and down the field on us. Um, but it's just there's I, – I don't see a whole lot there for them right now. And I see – you know what they just did with uh, Philly trading off. Um, who was that that defender that they traded off? Quinn. Yes. You know he was pretty much their their cornerstone on defense. So I don't I don't know what Chicago's thinking right now. And you know there's a lot of history, rich history of, of football in Chicago. But you know it just I don't know it was it was kind of lackluster. I thought it was going to be more of a dogfight, and it looked like it could be at times, but it just got to a point where Dallas ran away with it. Well, I, I thought the Bears were going to come out and muddy up the game. 
I thought they were gonna come out and just you know make it into like a hand to hand type. You know, we're gonna run, we're gonna run. You guys are gonna run. And uh, Cowboys came out the starting block, and all of a sudden the Bears had to change. Uh, they they, they kind of got back to doing what they do because at the end of the day they are a running team. They've only got one real real wide receiver as a threat. The, the, the kid name was it um, Moody. Uh, he he was the only real offensive threat in health when you roll over. Uh, a safety over to give some support to your cornerback. That's kind of going to shut that out. But their game, it was just, it was just run. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys look balanced. Yeah, you know, they, 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 because I was starting to worry about how long can the defense continue to carry the offense. You know. Yeah, that's that's definitely been a focal point, and and definitely years past, especially what last year when Quinn came over and took over our defense and you know we have that top five caliber defense well they kind of drop off at the end of the year you know you relied on them for 16 17 games and they can only do so much but if you run a package like you did tonight where you have a very balanced offense that stellar defense that top five defense that's a championship caliber team now i'm not gonna be one of those cowboy fans (laughs) it's our year we're gonna win the super bowl come on now you know you know we're, we're positioned to do it Come on now, you know you guys. You know you guys are supposed to be in the Super Bowl every year now. <laughs> That's the expectation. You know it. <laughs> uh, but hey, now let me let me uh, let me play devil's advocate here. Let me play devil's advocate. Now, um, do we set Zeke? Uh, or because you know there is this faction. There's a cowboy faction that want. Pollard to receive more plays, design more plays, get that guy more involved. And I'll tell you what, from what I saw today, you might want to just, you know, kind of like, let Zeke kind of like set his ass on the, you know, let me hit my cussing bell. You might want to let Zeke sit down a minute because they looked a lot better with the, with the young rookie um, running back along with having the offense more catered towards speed. That's just me. No, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's definitely evident. It's evident every time Pollard touches that ball. He always makes a case for himself being that, that number one back. Um, you could go as far to say, you know, there could be games for Pollard. There could be games for Zeke. Do you want to take Zeke uh, fresh in the playoffs when you get to that point? There's conversations to be had everywhere. We're definitely fortunate to have two strong backs. Can we maybe position one as a full, more of a fullback as a running back? Maybe play them both. You know, I, there's the end, the possibilities are endless. And you know, it's if they play it right, they've got a stellar squad here. Well, see, I'm thinking more of something similar to how the Saints use Alvin Kamara. He's a featured back, um, but his game, his, his style is is not so much running between the tackles as it is oh, a little bit around. Not everything is is not you know around the end, but it's like more swing passes, more getting this guy. Because uh, hell, you don't know what he could easily come out the backfield and be another receiver. You can line him up in the slot, but the offense is is more geared around what that guy does best. 
And then every once in a while, as a changeup, you bring in the big, the big back. You know, they used to have Murray. I don't know who the hell they have now, but you, but the offense is more geared towards um, Kamara. So when I think of Pollard, I'm thinking more like that, if you know what I mean. Absolutely, and I mean, look at tonight's production. Yes, he, he had what fourteen carries. Yep, you know, and he he the offense just seemed like it was more. It wasn't tied down. It wasn't anchored. It was more free to flow through. You know, running him out of the backfield or or running him in that slot. You know, whatever it was, uh, whatever it was that they needed from him. But last year, or not last year, but in the off season, there was a lot of talk that Dallas didn't need the two backs anymore. So <laughs> Pollard may end up going someplace. <laughs> But Dallas came back real quick and was like, no, we're going to find a place for him in our in our offense. And I think you're starting to see why. I think he's definitely the back Dallas is going to kind of want to lean towards. Um, he's quick. He's good. He's showing he can go up the middle. He's showing he can go out the side. I mean, the possibilities are endless. It just it looked like a completely different offense with Pollard as the back tonight. It didn't look like your same old, you know, Kellen Moore – drawn up offense here we go again there was more excitement to it there was more you know they could they, they had more fire to them the intensity was just different than it was even last week with Dak coming back oh I agree that's my opinion though uh, but you know Chris I, I'm thinking more in the line of the ball is spread around see you can spread the ball around but when you spread the ball around with speed you know the defense that you get the defense in a more a of a reactive mode, and that's what I saw today. I saw the ball going from the yep. you know you know what I mean. But with, with Zeke in there, it seems like okay, it slows the offense down, and everybody know what you guys are gonna run. Hell, I'm on my couch saying, okay, this is what they're gonna do. But I saw something different. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something totally different, man. With uh, Paula today, it was like, okay, C.D. Lamb, they were spreading around to C.D. and, and the other receivers. Um, you, you've got the, the fullback, not the fullback, I'm sorry. You've got uh, the tight end involved. But they wasn't just, you know, where, okay, we got to drop this play to get it in the hands of the, uh, of these guys. But I think what happens is that when when they play like this, I think Dak don't have as, as much time to think. Because I think when when he starts to think a lot, he screws up. I just think when he just plays in the rhythm, then then uh, the Cowboys become a little bit more dangerous. If that makes sense. That, the key word there is the rhythm, the rhythm that he can build with that offense. Now, when you've got your six figure back in, you feel obligated. You yes. Get him the rock. You got to let him pound and go for it. But Pollard isn't your six figure back. You're free to spread that ball around to get all your receivers involved, your tight end involved. So that is where I think the advantage is for Tony Pollard. And not, it can be moved around that way. And not only you got your six figure uh, back in there, you got the the owner up in the press box who's paying him saying, "Hey, what the hell am I paying this guy this much money?" And and, and he only caring about what two three times a game. You know what I'm saying? But I just think when yeah. when they get that rhythm, because I saw there was a couple of uh, plays where. Cowboys, they had a good rhythm going. And, hell, that called his own number. <laughs> it's like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> Keep it moving. Yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. And, you know, look at the interception right before the half. You know, um, when we're trying to break the momentum, Chicago was building up. Uh, he wasn't in a rhythm. He was trying to force it. He was right. really going off of the, the design of the day, and we got into trouble. But when he sat back 
and he uh, he reevaluated the situation and went with the game plan. I mean, we were red zone, end zone, whatever, when we were playing with that intensity that was definitely there today. Yeah, and, and that's what I think. And, and like I said, I'm I'm not part of uh, the Cowboys coaching staff. And if if you and I as just layman fans can see this, obviously, you know, those who get paid a lot more to evaluate the game uh, from a different perspective than you and I should be able to say, wait a minute. With uh, hmm, with Pollard, there seems to be more of a rhythm, more balance. Every, you know, everybody's involved. Dak don't feel obligated to to you know pass the hand the ball off to to get this person involved. It's like okay, now he's just playing good music. And that's what I saw. Absolutely, but you know, don't get me wrong. There's still a type of game that Zeke is going to be the better back for. You know, those slower type of plays where those well, games where you don't have to have that full-fledged intensity because their quarterback's not a runner you know everything's right. a little bit slower those are good games for zeke and he's still got traction for those tonight was definitely that game for pollard where you wanted to go you know hit your custom but balls to the wall you wanted to go all out today <laughs> <laughs> but but see chris i think that style carries over to the defense because when you're playing the Cowboys, and you know how I feel about you guys, I love you guys. <laughs> but when the Cowboys have a two touchdown lead, that's when they can turn the dogs loose on you. You know what I mean? Uh, they, they can turn yeah. the dogs loose with that defense. And as long as is there, you're within, say, a field goal or touchdown, then it, because that that's the kind of a game that I thought. Uh, the Bears were going to try. They tried to get that way. They got it closed. They, I thought they were going to try to make it into a hand-to-hand combat type. But the Cowboys kept putting their feet on the gas, and it caused the Bears to kind of get out of the game plan that they wanted to do. And then basically it was like, okay, hey, hey Fields, go make a play. Yeah, young young man, go make a play. Exactly. It was, it was putting the world on his shoulders, you know, but – I don't know. It was a good win going into the bye week. You know, you got, you know, some guys banged up. You're going to give them a couple weeks to heal up. And, I mean, it's good motivation. And uh, uh, it's just a good way to end the first part of the season for the Cowboys on. Because now it's going to be a dogfight. Now you're going into Green Bay. You got Minnesota. Yeah. This is a, definitely a big win you want to catapult yourself into the bye week with. Yeah, but Green Bay ain't your father's Green Bay, man. <laughs> They're not your father's Green Bay, you know. But but here's the thing, though, man. I know that, you know, um, there's going to be some – you guys got some time off now. So that means there's going to be more time for controversy, Chris, because now you're going to have that little faction that's going to be saying, wait a minute, we need to get Pollard involved and let's sit Zeke down. Let's cut him. Let's trade him. Let's <laughs> let's trade him. Because I have to be like, okay, nah. It is what it is, you know? Hey, you're right. You're right. And you know what? You know that the Jerry Jones thrives when the media is talking oh, about yeah. controversy. So I wouldn't be surprised if the front office kind of put something out there. But it's definitely – it's it's hard to end, a, uh, end your first part of the season on such a high note without your starting back in because that just makes that conversation that much easier. I agree. Well, Chris, thank you for calling and uh, go turn a few backflips <laughs> because you guys deserve it. Um, you know, I, I was prepared to um, 
be in the seat myself. I thought I was going to need some counseling, uh, some therapy myself, but hey, man, my commanders pulled it out. So, and, uh, you know, it is what it is, brother. Hey, I appreciate you calling, man. Yes, sir. You have a good night. Hi, you too. Sports Therapy with F.A. Jr. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? It's Brandon Cooper from Grand Prairie, Texas. Your very personal Ravens extraordinaire, my brother. <laughs> what you say, brother Cooper? Man, good, good, man. My apologies for last week, man. My allergies got the best of me. I worked for the city of Irving, and I was working their Halloween festival, man, and my eye had swole up. Man, I looked like the Martin episode, my brother. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of people don't remember that Martin episode, but I do. <laughs> But hey, Brandon, what say ye about your Ravens, man? Okay. See, you know, it's good when it all comes together because my phone was very dry Thursday night after we beat Tom Brady. You know, (laughs) something that Cowboys fans don't know anything about, you know. (laughs) They don't. Um, but, But I'll start off with the negatives. Number one, we still got some holes in our defense. And number two, Mark Andrews got hurt. So he was already dealing with a knee sprain, um, and then he just got a shoulder injury. So we're working with that. However, I love what I saw. And remember, the big thing I was harping on us about was finish. Can we finish games? Can we finish the fourth quarter? And we did. Uh, Lamar Jackson was pretty much flawless the second half. I love the way he controlled the game. And another thing is, Tom Brady wasn't able to run the football. You know, their offense wasn't able to get the run attack going because they have one of the worst run offenses in the league. And our defense stepped up in the second half, man. So um, everything is clicking. Uh, But remember what I told you. I said, realistically speaking, the way we're constructed is the Baltimore Ravens. I know we just added Deshaun Jackson. But um, we're good enough to win the AFC North. We're good enough to beat the Bengals, especially with Jamar Chase. Yeah, uh, he's out for big, six weeks. For big loss. We're good enough. Yeah, we're big. We're good enough to beat the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers, and we're good enough to win one, one playoff game. Um, but like I told you, I said there's no way we have enough firepower that we can beat the Bills or the Chiefs unless we make that offensive move, right? Yep. That line yes. Um, so just keeping that in mind. But um, so shout out to the Ravens. Um, you know, just kind of going through the games. Um, I saw in the in the Niners game. I was very interested in how they were going to get McCaffrey more into the into the game. They did a great job. Um, I liked what I was seeing out the Niners. Um, of course, the Rams is tough. Um, the Rams are a team that that is not built to last. You know, it was built. It was good for that for for the year. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but now we're starting to see that old Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Right, they don't have a consistent run game. Defense is inconsistent. Um, Got to talk about y'all, um, y'all versus the Colts. Wow, um, I don't even know what was going on in that game, but hey, y'all pulled it out, correct? Man, I was prepared to to to, to give myself therapy, and I still am. Man, um, another thing I saw. Got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, number one, 
if I was Justin Fields, I would probably demand a trade because that's getting ugly, man, in Chicago. Like, man, this dude is going to get hurt playing for them, man. Um, every, like, and Justin Fields is stretching plays. He's making plays. Um, one one man band. We so he's literally a one man band, and what they're pretty much doing is they're running almost the same offense we're running with Lamar Jackson. Because they're realizing, like, yo, we only got one player, and I mean, you can't be, you know, be under duress, getting hit all the time. Guys are throwing the ball too, fumbling the ball. Defense is just atrocious. Tony Pollard looked like the best running back in the league today. Like, come on, man. Like you. Come on, man. Um, uh, I would say for the early game, the London game, good to see Russell get a win. That whole situation was starting to get ugly. Um, I don't want it to turn out bad, especially you watching a black quarterback. Um, how are you feeling about these early London games? Well, um, now I will tell you, um, for me, it gives me a filler between – I don't have to sit there and watch two, three hours of of uh, NFL uh, pregames, you know. But I was happy that Russ got to cook because we tried to get we tried to get Russ. We threw money at Russ, and nobody would take our money. That's how we ended up with Wentz. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was between y'all. It was between y'all the um, the Colts and the Broncos. I remember that. Yeah, we threw we man we threw a couple of Loomis trucks at him, man, and you know. <laughs> he would take our money, but um, and you're right. That was starting to get ugly up there because even I was starting to say, "Wait a minute, now, come on, Russ," because he threw a, a one interception. I'm like, Russ, what are you doing, man? <laughs> right before halftime, and, I, and I'm and I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, bro, I know you're not that bad, right? You, you know what I mean? Like, I, not, not come on. It's like the same guy who went to back to back Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like it almost won back to back Super Bowls. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh And 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 I'm thinking, man, I know for all the time and jumped on Russ like that. Now, yeah, he he what did he break the, his thumb, but at the end of the day, come on, man. But toward the end, I think he just, you know, sometimes, and, and, and you know, I, I haven't played college football or pro football. I know you have. But sometimes, you know, when you go from one system to the next and, 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 and then the fact that they got like a, you know, a, a new young coach, he's trying to find his way in. And, and I think sometimes Russ thinks, well, I don't want to step on this guy's toes to, to just kind of take charge and do things that I normally, because I think he, in, in Seattle, I think he had a green light to kind of do a little bit more on his own. But I think he kind of realized, you know what, I got to, in order to get this, this, this job done, I got to, I got to start cooking. And that's what I saw out here. And, and and piggyback on what you said about the 49ers and, and the Rams. Hell, the 49ers just simply have the Rams number, and and, uh, and they showed it today. Um, they did, man. They came out and said, you know what? There's nothing changing. <laughs> we own you guys. They look good. I like the way they uh, integrated. Uh, what's the what's the uh, the all purpose running back that they got from uh, Carolina? Because you know Carolina's having a yeah, uh, Carolina's having. And, a, and that's and that's and that's a big thing. Oh that's yeah, great. because we're we're in a day and age. Also, look at what the Panthers got. 
Notice how nobody's giving up a first round draft pick for a running back. Nope. No, no. I wouldn't. I would barely give him a second round. Like, bro, like, look at y'all. Look at y'all. Y'all have three starting running backs. You got McKissick, mm-hmm. Gibson, and Robinson. Yep. That are all three interchangeable. That can all three, you know, pretty much do. You know, McKissick is more of the passer. Um, you know, you're kind of every down back is more right. so Antonio Gibson. And then you got Robinson is more your bruiser. Yep. But you, you still kind of see the different levels, man. So. But but I'll tell you, you know, this. Big but I'll tell you this, Brandon. If we tried to trade one, we're not gonna get. Nobody's gonna give us a lot for. Antonio Gibson, you might get a third round draft. Right. If that team is desperate. Yeah, but we're not getting a first or second. Definitely not a first, and, and not a second. Not at all. In fact, Man, that was my, my last. Huh? Are you good? Well, that that was. Oh, you good? You good? That's what I was talking to uh, uh, Chris about when we was talking about. Um, um, uh, Zeke, I said, hey man, at the end of the day, nobody's gonna give you anything for a a uh, a wide receiver. Hell, you can get a good wide. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not wide receiver. You can get a good running back in the third, fourth, fifth round now. And and I think yeah, the days are gone when they're gonna get paid big money. I mean, we found out that as long as you have a good line in front, you can plug guys in. I mean, look. Marco Murray had an all-pro season, and then you got Zeke, then Zeke comes right in and has the same amount of season. You know what I mean? Like, it, and, and Demarco Murray was one hell of a player in his prime. And, and guess what you don't have to do, Brandon? Guess what you don't have to do? You don't have to pay him a whole lot of money. No, and, and even if I had a running back, I wouldn't give him more than a three-year contract. Yes, I, I would. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go higher than three. They screw. The Todd Gurley deal messed everything up, man. And that was a tricky one. Yep. Well, that's what... Why... Well, see, that's why earlier I did one of my, my previous summer shows. It was called, "Do we? Uh, is it time that we reevaluate the way we pay our running back? Because I just think, to me... If you're gonna sign, I, I think running backs need to get their money up front. I mean, you don't, you know, I mean, you know, like you said, three years. If you you get your money up front, and then they let you walk. Because if I bring you in under that rookie contract, hell, I can get all your good years out of you, run you into the that's ground, your best, that's your best. and let and let you walk. Man, I hate the rookie. I hate man. I hate the rookie contract because if you're a first round draft pick on that rookie deal. You, uh, it's a it's a four year and a fifth year is a team option, but the crazy part is then they can franchise tag you two straight years. Yep. So they can have you for seven years without giving you a guarantee deal. Because you see, that's what they're doing to Lamar. Yep. They're 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 basically baiting him in. Because Lamar already said he's like, well, I'm not paying playing under the franchise. I think the franchise tag is the worst thing ever created. It's it's terrible, right? Because the team is banking on, you know, X, Y, and Z. And when you look at Dak's, you know, whole situation, he gambled and remember he broke his leg, you know? Um, yes. But what they want to do is they want to keep giving Lamar the franchise tag. Why? Because you want to get his best years that he's in his prime for him running. And then you're increasing the risk of him getting hurt one of these days. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree. 
I'm not a big fan of the franchise. I wish it didn't happen. I and then it's it just messes people up. So what is Lamar gonna do next year? Lamar was like, I'm not playing at the franchise tag. Then if Lamar holds out a training camp, it's like, bro, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna suit up unless I give me a contract. Now he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I just like. It's, 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 I, I, I didn't get mad with with uh Ty, with uh Murray when when Murray said, "Hey, you know what? Hey, I need I I got to get my money." And if you if you're a teammate of his and you're like, "Come on, dude, you haven't even accomplished anything yet," I tell people, and, and you know, you play football. Anytime you're on that field, now I played high school football, but anytime you are on that field, that one play could be your last, whether you're on offense or defense. Man, man, look at two. I pray for him every time he gets back on that field. Oh, I agree. Like, look, look at Tua. He had two concussions within five days. Yep. I, I, I don't, I don't know. That, that's that's tough. But, that, but you sign up for that though when you put when you lace them up. Yes. And see the owners, and I don't know about uh, when it comes to the collective bargaining. Um, you know, at the end of the day, what I tell people, the players are never going to beat the owners now. You know, and, and it is what it is. Um, they're not. Even like you said, man, they, they deal where they can franchise tag you, get get all your good years, and then let you walk. Because I saw the Cowboys did it with uh, DeMarco Murray. You know? And that's why with Zeke, like, hey, I, I need my money. I'm holding out. Now I don't think anybody else is going to get a contract similar to to, to uh, Zeke's anymore. No. Nah, I would. Yeah. I would say even even Saquon, who's next up, Saquon's not going to get that type. Of, Saquon's no. not that going to get that type of money. Eckler, Chubb, they ain't going to get that type of money because we see how it is with the running backs. So, you know, one of my last things I wanted to talk to you about, man, the trade deadline is November first. Right. What big moves do you think need to happen? Well, I mean, you now from a from a from a commander's uh, standpoint, I just think we just need to stay pat, man. To be honest with you, um, I think you guys, the Ravens, need to try to. Whew, the Ravens need to get them a. They need to get my man some toys. Now we had that conversation last week. Uh, and, and, and I don't know who you guys are eyeing, but now I, I don't think my man, uh, who you guys just picked up, I think his days are gone, you know, now he may still have some, yeah, man. I mean, it would have been nice to get Deshaun Jackson five years ago. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, but the Ra- Ravens do need to make a move. Um, you know, uh, OBJ would be great. Um, you know, but they need to get somebody in there because, and and, and and just like what we're talking about, when it comes to the Ravens, and, and you know, you know your team a lot better than I do, but it's, they seem to always win the the season. They're seasonal winners, but when it gets to the playoffs, it's almost like, okay, hey, man, you know, we got to get, we got to start building our team to go a little bit farther than where we're going, if that makes sense. We do because in because in the playoffs, I hate to say it, but it's about your superstars. Yes, we got we got to think about it. If the only superstar we have is Lamar Jackson, that's great. But if we're playing the Bills, 
okay, on their defense, they got two all-pro safeties. Edmonds is not a bad linebacker. Oh, and Von Miller is one of the greatest pass rushers on earth. Then on the offensive side of the ball, you're arguably have a top-tier Hall of Famer at quarterback and wide receiver. So, do we have the personnel to match up against the Chiefs or the Bills? Yes. But, you know, in order to beat those teams, you have to put 40 points on the board. And, and with our methodical play of running the ball and everything, can we put up 40? Well, that's, that's you, you, you either need to put up 40 or control the game and keep those guys on the sidelines. And, and that's what we've been leaning on is our run game and controlling that clock. You, you, like you said, man, you, you've got to put up 40 because one thing about those Chiefs, they can look like crap for three quarters and just explode in one quarter. Like, man, you know what I mean? And and the Bills. Because I'm looking at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are literally like the Golden State Warriors. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think they get bored playing sometimes. You know, you know, with the Golden State Warriors, you could be up. You could be beating them by 20. You're really up by seven. Yep. Like, like, don't get it twisted. Like, all it takes is one of them light-skinned dudes to get hot. It's over. It's over. And, and and sometimes I think I think uh, they just get bored playing. It's like okay, is it time to just kick it in? Okay, let's kick it in. Yeah, but like I said, now when it comes to the Bills, the Bills are are a team that's just gonna get off the the bus and beat you from first quarter to the fourth quarter. The, to, right now, to me, they are the best team in football. Yeah, they're the most complete team in football. They can dominate every phase of the game. Uh, only thing they don't have is their, their running backs. Uh, they do running back by committee. Uh, and that's just a little bit of their, their, their weak point, right? I would say a little bit of their run defense. So we were able to kind of crack that code a little bit. Uh, of course, we, 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 we had their number, but we just didn't finish that game. But going back, to, but, but, but going back to what you were saying, you really don't have to have that, that – that dominating running back, as long as you got that, that offensive line and all those other parts, so, uh, you know. As long as your offensive line mowing the yard, it don't matter. <laughs> gas in it. it does matter. Well, hey, Brandon, man, let me let you go, bro. Appreciate you, you calling. Yeah, let me let you get a plug in, man, for what you do, my man. Yes, sir. My name is Brandon Cooper, man, from Grand Prairie, Texas. I am the Ravens fan extraordinaire. <laughs> man, my boys and I. Grand Prairie, Texas, we do our own podcast called the D1 Ignite University Podcast. We're on Anchor, we're on Apple Podcasts, and we're on Spotify Podcast. That's D, the letter D, one, the number one, Ignite, I-G-N-A-N-T, University. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Come follow us, check us out, man. We chop up a lot of game. But we all are different fans of different sports teams, man. So uh, we go at it. All right, brother. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. No problem. Appreciate it, man. Keep doing God's work, brother. All right. Good luck, man. All right. Now, I'm saving the best for last. Because, you know, the show's about you get to call in. Hold on now. If you are calling, you just calling in, and you're wondering, or you're just surfing, and you're wondering, what the hell am I listening to? You are listening to 
Sports Therapy with F.A. Jr. And we're streamed live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to call in, our number is 940-329-4110. 940-329-4110. Call in and we will put you live on the show. Now, I thought earlier today that I was going to have to <laughs> that I was going to have to administer therapy for myself. Oh man, and you guys know I am I am a Commander fan. I'm always dressed in the standard uniform from head to toe. I got the Commander hat, rocking the cool beard and all decked out with Commander gear from head to toe. But today my Commanders now we are back 500 again. Our record is whew. Back at the 500 mark, it's all, it's all good from there. But, you know, I'm happy that my man, my, my, my main man, Heineke, is, is, uh, is, our, is our quarterback right now. Uh, you know, I was never on board with that Carson Wentz deal, but I did say, and I'm sure there's someone out there that can pull up the video <laughs> where I said, hey, I'm going to be on Carson's uh, wagon, but if he screws up, I'm going to jump off as quick as I can. Now, I did like uh, what I see. Now, we were favored to win this game today, and that's what had me so frustrated. We were favored to win the game. Um, the young man uh, uh, who was quarterbacking for the Colts, we took on the Colts today. Now, I remember Sam uh, Ellinger because he was a quarterback in uh, in college for the, the Longhorns now. I don't really say this too often, but one of my 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 favorite college football teams are the University of Oklahoma Boomer Sooner, along with my Razorbacks. Those are my two teams. Okay, so I've always been a big follower of OU, and uh, so I watch the the, the Sooners every Saturday. So um, I'm saying that because. I knew when they announced that uh, Sam was going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts, you know, and I started tweeting out, hey, man, that is going to be a win for us. We're going to be 500 because one of the 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 qualities that that the young man now he has heart when he was in Texas, he would put the team on his back and just win the game by himself. But I knew that wasn't going to happen when he gets to the next level. To be honest, I thought they would he would. He would uh he would be more of a a uh, slash type quarterback used similar to how um how uh, the Saints used Taysom Hill. That's what I I actually thought that they would use him more in that kind of role. But um hey, they announced that he was their starting quarterback, so I really didn't have no real no real fear of uh, Sam beating us unless we beat ourselves. And there's an old saying, you don't let a bad team hang around. If you let a bad team hang around, eventually they're going to beat you. Eventually, you don't play with your food. And that's what we were doing. We came out, we're playing well, looking good. And then all of a sudden, now, I'm not going to take anything away from the Colts. They had a good, they had a good, strong defense. They defense showed up. They defense showed up. But there were plays to be made. And sometimes um, when it comes to my man Heineke, he has a better overall grasp of the offense. But sometimes he's limited in terms of of, uh, what he can do as far as from a passing perspective. Because when he doesn't set his feet, there's no telling where the hell the ball is going to go. 
I like the fact that he does climb the pocket with his eyes uh, fixed on the field. So, you know, but there was a time there when we gave up the lead. We kept letting this bad team hang around, and eventually they had the damn <laughs> lead going into, not only going into the fourth quarter, they had the lead coming down within the last two minutes of the game. I'm like, oh, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh, hell, I'm going to need some therapy. But Heineke pulled it out. He threw a deep, uh, deep pass to my man Terry Mack, and uh, from there he took it in himself for the go-ahead touchdown. But I was like, "Man, what are we doing?" It's hard being a fan, though. I tell people, man, when you are a fan, when you are a true fan. Now, my fandom with my my Commanders go all the way back to man the early seventies when I was a, cause I've always been a Redskin football team, regardless of whatever we name them. I am going to always be a fan. Now, <laughs> uh, some of the decisions that they make, cause I'm like, dude, call a time out, you know, don't just wait. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. When is a win, not a win when it is a loss or a tie. But I was prepared, man, to give myself their OP because when Heineke threw that interception, I was like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Let's just live to fight another day. But he pulled it out. My Redskin football team slash commanders, uh, we won the game. I don't have... <laughs> See, I, I I I got this thing going on with um with my job. Whenever my commanders win, I bring donuts. Not only donuts, I bring Krispy Kreme donuts. So there will be Krispy Kreme donuts tomorrow morning. All right. So now, as we sign off, as I play my music, I would like to thank all the guests of the show. Bridget in H-Town, better known as H-Town Bridget. Jay and Graham Rurie. Chris, the world's greatest cowboy fan. Brandon from D1 Eagle University and his homeboys, who I listen to, and they uh, they keep me going. Along with my homeboy, Glenn from Arkansas. Now, his team took it hard today, so I got to check on my boy. <laughs> like to thank the country kiddies down in Little Rock, Arkansas. Along with all my friends and family in the booth. Those who are in the great state of Texas and Louisiana and all over the place. And even in jolly old England. Thank you for listening. And also, Sports Therapy with Airface Jr. is streamed live on Facebook and YouTube. Like us on, on Facebook and subscribe to my channel. And for all those on the yard, stay golden, baby.